This is my podcast, 24's podcast. We're here to recap all of the mid, not mid, games. All of the afternoon, the early afternoon games. Jesus Christ, what's wrong? Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers went down today against the Detroit Lions. I mean, I'm... mm, I mean, I'm drinking tea. I may as well be drinking Green Bay Packer fan tears. I am so juiced up. Got to eat a little bit of crow. Got to talk about some games. Oh, my God. I'm so excited, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about Aaron's downfall, to talk about the Green Bay Packers, and unfortunately, we we have some house cleaning to do. Right here. 24's Podcast. Sorry for the plain sounds. They literally, in the music video, they literally flew planes in the middle of the set where Lady Gaga was. Like, she was pretending to play the piano uh, on a runway. And so they were just like, you know what? Let's just actually fly a plane because there's just no piano sounds whatsoever in 
in that song, but you know, I guess they had it added in. Oh God. Before we get to all of the good, juicy stuff, all of the I'm going to make fun of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers stuff, uh, we have to, like, I got to do a little bit of house cleaning. I got to eat a tad bit of crow very, very early on. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, about certain teams in the, in the NFL that performed exceedingly well today. And others that, uh, maybe not exceedingly well, but they, they won. You know, they won. Some, some teams won by a little bit. Some teams won by a lot. The Bengals versus the Panthers. I said, before I eat some crow, I'll just get this out of the way very, very quickly. Bengals and the Panthers was an absolute blowout. Absolute just devastation by the Cincinnati Bengals today. Let me plug in my computer. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry about that. Absolute devastation by the Cincinnati Bengals against the uh, Carolina Panthers. Two big Tiger teams, like with both C's in the town names. It's a little bit hard to, for me at the very least, to, uh, to, to like properly talk about them sometimes. Panthers, Bengals, Bengals won it 41 or 42 to 21. It was an absolute rout. I said on Friday, I think it would be interesting if PJ Walker plays well because potentially the Panthers, it's just like, do you go? I was implying that, do you go after a quarterback in the offseason if PJ shows that he can play well and things? No, he didn't play well at all. They swapped him out at halftime again. It was like 42 to 21. What was the... Final score, how, how many points? They scored 14 points. They scored all of their points in the second half. Like, it was exceedingly bad. It was 35-0. to zero. It was really, really bad. Like, just, just so we're clear. But, um, yeah, Panthers, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they'll probably try and draft a quarterback this offseason because they've tried and failed to trade for for quarterbacks that have always been terrible and mediocre and things of that nature Baker Mayfield Sam Darnold Teddy Bridgewater all of those guys came in and all of them were not very good and so here we are where they need yet another quarterback to play football for them so let's talk about some of the uh the games I won't say I I got wrong in some instance in some instances, but um the margins for victory for certain games were a lot closer. So Justin Fields almost beat the Bears or almost beat the Vikings today. 35 to 32. He had 123 yards on the ground, or excuse me, in the air. 178 on the ground, almost 200 yards of rushing just coming from him. Three touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. Chase Claypool was irrelevant, which I kind of thought he was going to be. Tua was awesome, 21 of 30 for 302 yards, three touchdowns. Can we, like, have a discussion about Tua for, like, two minutes? I thought this was going to be a huge loss for the Bears. Like, the Bears were just going to get their asses whipped, which, which they did defensively, admittedly. Uh, but I thought that the Bears were also going to get pressured and punished by the Dolphins pass rush and they only gave up two sacks today which is pretty good for them considering that they usually give up four to five but um 
Yeah, like seriously, can we have a conversation about Tua? 21 of 30 for 302 yards and three touchdowns. Full stop. Full stop. That's it. It's just like, he was awesome today. And he's been awesome every single game. And he has like two receivers in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle that are somewhat, not even somewhat, but like both of them are easily going to get somewhere close to like 13, 1400 yards each. It's insane. And it's just like, wait, like, how, like Tyreek Hill is playing his best football ever in his career with, with Tua. Like, are we just, are we just going to blow past this every single week? Like I heard some discussions today or yesterday about how like people were like, you know what? I would rather have Justin over Tua. And I'm like, let's pause on that. Justin Fields over uh, Tua Tagovailoa. I'm like, let's pause on that because it's like literally Tyreek Hill has never played this well with, um, with Patrick. You could definitely make an argument that he's not getting the same amount of targets, but still, like, he's getting, in this game, he got seven receptions for 143 yards. I don't think he's ever done that. I don't think he's ever been, like, consistently, I'm going to pop off for, like, almost 200 yards per game, almost every single game, every single week, almost. It's like, that That doesn't really happen for him, at the very least. It's weird. I'm a bit shocked that the conversation for Tua isn't more Tua's playing awesome and Tua's playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL to, oh, um, uh, if I gave X guy the uh, his weapons, he would play as well. And I'm like, Patrick Mahomes is Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey, and in my opinion, a better play designer and play caller than Andy Reid. He's not doing this shit. He didn't do this shit with Tyreek last year. I'm like, I don't know. But yeah, the Bears, they played awesome today. Uh, offensively, Tua and the Dolphins, they won by the skin of their teeth, 35-32. to 32. It was close. It was close, in, uh, especially in the fourth quarter as well. It was close. I don't think either team scored. Oh, no, the Bears, they scored a touchdown, but it was close. It really was. And it wasn't like last week against the Cowboys where they got shut out in the first quarter and the Dallas Cowboys went up by like 14 points, 14-0, to zero, and I was like, oh, ball game. It was like 7-3 to three after the first quarter, 14 excuse me, 17 to 21 after the second quarter. And then it was like the Dolphins scored an additional 14 points, but the Bears, they scored eight. And it was just like, oh, they're kind of close. Close. Which was a surprise. I was a little bit wrong about Justin Fields. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't think, by the way, I don't think, and I said this before, and I'm like, look, they fucked him. He doesn't have an offensive line. He doesn't have any wideouts. And I will stand by that as, uh, you know, as as soon as Ryan Poles gets him a fucking weapon. Please and thank you. Some weapons. Some people will be like, Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool was not his guy today. I don't know. I don't know what people are talking about. Ridiculous to say as such. But Justin Fields had a great day today. Again, in a loss. And I think a lot of people will be like, yeah, he lost. Hey, great job. And it's just like, I get it. He played awesome. Who's his next opponent? Who is his next opponent? Lions? I think, will the Bears win? I don't know. I want to say yes, but I'm like, I don't know. Lions are really, really scrappy. We'll see. We'll see. But a little bit wrong about Justin Fields and the Bears. I'm looking at the Raiders game, and I'm just like, 
So embarrassed about the Raiders. Oh my God. I'm so uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about the Raiders. Commanders, they had a they put up a really, really awesome game today against the Vikings, 17-20 in favor of the Vikings. It was close. Really, the commanders, if they weren't so terrible at their jobs, and if they weren't so terrible at coaching-wise and defensively-wise, they would have won this game. The Vikings, they scored all of their points for the most part in the fourth quarter. It, they scored 13 out of 20 points in the fourth quarter. It was it should have and could have been ball game at that point. As I'm watching the Rams versus Bucks, because it's it is it's it's like all the early games are done and over with, and we'll talk about I'll talk about the Rams here after some of the other games here. But yeah, the um, the Commanders they made it a very very close game. Um, the Vikings they go up seven to one. They are now the number two seed in the conference, which uh, won't last. They go up against. The Bills next week, the Cowboys the week after that, and they uh, they they can probably lose two to three games. I still cannot believe that the Vikings are going to go like four. They're going to win like fourteen games, and I'm like, they're not a good football. Team. Maybe not a good football. They're not a great football program. Their record, if they win 13, 14 games, won't reflect how like mediocre they are. But hey, they're seven and one, so congratulations. They they play a very weak schedule. <clears throat> but yeah, I was I was a little I was shocked about how close the commanders made it and I was also shocked at how how like how the Vikings had just like almost choked out a game against a, 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 a significantly inferior opponent. It was a bit ridiculous. God, Matt Stafford just got sacked again. It's going to be unnecessary roughness though. I have no idea how but it will be. Oh no, it's offsides. Never mind. My bad. Final game. I talked a lot of shit about the Jets. I talked a lot of shit about the Bears. Bears still lost. Justin Fields played better. Talked a lot of shit about the uh, the Jets. I'm a bit surprised that the Jets beat the Bills today. But um, very, very little shocks me now because of how many upsets have happened this year and how many good teams have played like shit this year. And the Bills, I saw a game like this where the Bills, they lost to the Dolphins. I think it was the Tua game where he, yeah, he came back in after being concussed. It was that game. And it's like watching the, the Jets, like the Jets have no business beating the Bills. Ahmad Gardner turns out super awesome wide receiver. He had an awesome day today. He was great. He was phenomenal. He was unstoppable. Outside of one really big reception for Stephon Diggs, he essentially shut his ass down. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I was a little bit wrong about Ahmad Gardner in the sense of he's not like a top three pick. I knew he was the best player at his position, but I was just like, if I was the Jets, I would have like literally drafted an offensive tackle, and it turns out that all the offensive tackles outside of, like, Tyler Smith and Charles Cross aren't very good from this year's draft. And um, Ahmad Garner has won them some games. He's won them some games. So, Ahmad Garner with essentially the clutch, not interception, but the clutch um, breakup against Gabe Davis Jr. on the left side of the field on, like, fourth and 20-something 
Josh Allen just like it was the final play essentially for the Bills and they had just it, it it was incompletion. Ahmad Garner was just all over it. Hold on. <coughs> I had some chicken today with some pepper on it. One of like I just like swallowed one of the peppercorns. I like chewed it and swallowed it. So it's like my throat is just super itchy now. But Josh Allen and the Bills. This game, it's like the Bills are just so inconsistent. Nick Wright has been all over the Bills in the sense of like saying how over overrated they are as a football program. And I didn't see that until today where I was like, huh, this is a team that they shouldn't lose to whatsoever. I think they're still in the running for the one seed in their division or in their conference, excuse me. I think they are. The Chiefs are like five and two. They're on their bye week. Are they six and three now? Hold on. I don't know if it's updated. Yeah, let me let me take a peek. <clears throat> they lost to the Dolphins. And the Jets. Yeah, they're six and two. They had a bye week, I guess. And so now if the Chiefs they win. They'll be tied up. They'll, if they win next week, again, they're on their bye week. If they win next week, they'll be tied up and they'll be fine overall. And, oh, no, the Chiefs, they play today. Excuse me. I thought this was week eight. It's week nine. Again, some teams have been on their bye weeks. Chiefs win today. They um they don't have the tiebreaker against the Bills, but the Bills will essentially like be in a little bit of trouble depending on if they win or if they lose another game. Let me Let me check out the Bills schedule here. Vikings next week, they should be able to win the majority of their games. They play up against the Bengals, and that's pretty much it. But like, every other opponent outside of the Vikings and the Bengals are essentially inferior opponents. So, it should be a cakewalk for them, but we'll see. Hmm. Bills lost against the Jets. Robert Sala said... You know, he's taken names a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, yeah, right. Yeah, right, you're going to beat the Bills in New York. And then he did, and now he's 6-3. and three. <clears throat> And now, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I, I think maybe three, maybe four teams out of the NFC, AFC East may come out. It's like Bills, Jets, and Dolphins all have six wins. Bills, they were on their bye week a week or two ago, so they're 6-2. and two. Jets and Dolphins are six and three. Patriots are five and four. Like the Patriots and the Bengals and the Chargers are the only other teams that are like five and whatever. So like the Patriots could potentially get into the playoffs. So could potentially the Chargers. So could the Bengals. I think right now I have the Bengals potentially. I don't know. I don't. Let me check my my list of teams that I have making it to the playoffs. Is it like this new Apple update that like closes apps that I'm not using? Like what is going on? Like it like it closes. I mean it closes some apps, but it doesn't close like all of my apps. Like what the fuck is going on here? Or it like refreshes. I don't know. It's so weird. Like literally whenever I get, like sometimes whenever I have apps that are that I don't use, it just it closes my apps like GoodNotes. I use that all the time. 
and sometimes like every day it like it refreshes is it the app or like i don't know is there a new app or is there like not a new app is there like a new update that i'm just not aware of like what the fuck is going on i am so annoyed by just how often good good notes refreshes itself like stop refreshing stop doing that Anyways, sorry about that. Who do I have winning? Oh, yeah, it's the Dolphins and the Bengals. It's my wildcard teams. And then it's like the other two teams that I don't have making it, but are fringe playoff teams are the Jets and the Chargers, who beat the Falcons today. We'll talk about it. Hold on. Hmm. All right. Let's talk about the Rams because I saw a play that was so interesting to me, and that's relevant for the um, the NFL. <clears throat> so, Odell Beckham Jr. And by the way, I don't know, I don't know who's right on this. You have Jay Glazer saying today that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be fully cleared to play today. Or not today, excuse me, but in the next week. Next week, Odell's going to be fine. He's going to be healthy enough. He's going to be cleared. Then you have Ian Rappaport and... Excuse me. And... um, What's his name? Jay Glazer saying the opposite. That he's not going to be ready until like December. They even wrote an article and released said article today where they were like, Yeah, our sources say that he is not going to be ready by December. Jay Glazer's sources say that he not only will be ready by December, but he will be ready by the end of this week. I'm trying to like find the article, but it's like it's buried in his timeline. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. It looks like it's about to just start pouring outside. It's like it's dark. It's been humid. Doesn't look good for me going out and getting some pizza here in a couple minutes. But uh, here we go. While the original, this is straight from the article. While the original hope for for Beckham was to sign in mid-November, sources now say the plan for Beckham is to be in full health and signed by early December. Several teams have been open about potential interest in Beckham, including the Bills, Giants, and Rams, sources say. The Packers and the Chiefs may have interest as well. Now you can add the Cowboys to the mix. So, by the by, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Cowboys aren't going to get Odell. Um, They aren't. The Cowboys usually never win these bidding wars. And I don't think, and Odell has said recently on a podcast, he said that he wants to go to a team and sign to said team long term. I think the Rams made a mistake by treating him so disjointedly, so maybe the Rams can't get him. To be honest with you, I don't know if he wants to go back to the Rams, but it's in L.A. And he, I mean, he had a birthday party yesterday and like Justin Bieber was there and Idris Elba was there and like Chris Brown, like a ton of like A-list celebrities were there. So it's like maybe he wants to stay in L.A. I, I, I don't think so as much anymore, but also I don't know. It's, it's hard. But Odell, I think, I don't know if he wants to be a Bill too does he want to end his career with buffalo von miller's been talking a lot about a a lot about getting odell and things of that nature i don't i don't know 
I don't think the Cowboys will get him because I don't think the Cowboys are very aggressive in free agency and, and at times and at points like this when they really should be aggressive. It's very, very difficult. I don't know. I don't think he's going to the Chiefs because they just traded for Kadarius Tony. It's so hard. It really is. But Odell, he's up. He's up and he's going to be available allegedly this week. Allegedly. And I watch, and the reason why I mention this and during a podcast about the early afternoon games is because I think the Rams, they need him. I just saw fucking Van Jefferson just go deep and drop a sliding perfect deep crosser by Matt Stafford. And I'm like, oh, they need Odell. I think I've seen Matt Stafford already, already get sacked twice. It's like there's two minutes left in the first quarter. It's like he's already been sacked twice. He has, but one sack didn't count because of an offside by Joe Tryon. And he got smashed. He got smashed. It was just it was very, very weird watching watching the Rams play and be like, oh, they don't they don't have anyone that can go deep, and nobody's gonna let Cooper Cup go deep. Nobody. And it doesn't matter how awesome Cooper Cup is, because what he does well is I can get open in short yardage situations. We need a deep threat. And they don't. It's why the Rams, the Rams and the Cowboys are like trying to trying to get similar players. They want deep threats. Like Michael Gallup for the for the Dallas Cowboys really isn't a deep threat. He really isn't. He doesn't really run by guys. He's not really as fast as you would want him to be. Bren Cooks is. Same thing goes for Odell. They're both deep th- deep threats, but I think Odell, I mean, he's had so many injuries, especially with his ACLs, that it's just like, I don't know if Odell comes back and is the same guy. Like, this is the one time where I'm like, mm, I don't know. Because he's just had so many injuries. It's just like, at what point does his injury stop him from playing well? You know? Especially when he's supposed to be fast and a deep threat. He is fast. Granted, he is fast, but it's just like, I don't know. But um, the story will develop over the next couple of days, and we'll see what happens. Look, I've said for months, teams should be a lot more aggressive with Odell. And teams should be a lot more aggressive. Like, if he wanted a multi-year deal, I would be like, sure. I can, Like, here's your first deal. Like, first and foremost, it has to be, like, team-friendly because, like, you know. Like he's not he's not a top ten wideout at this point, but I would have to be like, look, Odell, you wanna you wanna be X X um you wanna be whatever like you wanna be a cowboy you wanna be a ram whatever it has to come in pretty favorably for us, and then on top of that we're gonna have to have some room when it comes to your contract because we don't necessarily want you if you're hurt, you know, which is why I'm like I don't think Dallas. I don't think Odell will bite on Dallas. I don't know why he would want to go to, to the Cowboys if I'm 100% honest with you. I think Odell, actually, I think, you know, I think he may be a Bill. He may be a Bill. It kind of depends on the money. He may be a Chief. Depends on if they really want him after trading Kadari, for Kadarius Tony. I don't know. He wants to be on a contender, and contenders are asking about him because they're like, yeah, like, we're contenders. We're like a couple of wide receivers. Maybe not a couple of wide receivers away, but we could add some serious firepower to that room and really make it difficult for teams 
to try and stop us, which is why Odell's like, maybe I should go here, maybe I should go there. Mm. But Odell is a very interesting chess piece in the NFL. So we'll see what happens later on. God, now I have to talk about the fucking Raiders. The Raiders. Why? Why are the Raiders bad? Make it make sense. Why are the Raiders so bad? And why are they bad to the extent of like, I mean, if you don't know what happened today, they went up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I had them beating the Jags and to be honest with you, they did as well. They were up 20 points to 10 going into the second half. They didn't score a single point after that. The Jags won the game 27-20 at the final buzzer. And I'm just like, I mean, even then it wasn't like that close. It was like 20-17 to 17 for a long period of time. And I'm like, just score one time. Just score one time. Derek Carr had Devontae Adams and Devontae was popping off and he started to play great. And then it's just like, I mean, they gave the ball to Josh Jacobs almost 20 times, and he had 3.9 yards per carry. Meanwhile, Devontae Adams has 10 receptions for 146 yards. Gee, maybe if you gave it to him a little bit more, I don't know, maybe he would have potentially won a fucking game. I mean, they threw it 40 times almost. They threw it 36 times, and it's just like, why the fuck are you losing this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars? This doesn't make any sense to me. It's so fucking frustrating watching the Raiders, and I... Took the bait. I was like, the Jags are terrible. Jags aren't very good this year. Maybe next year they'll be better. Probably next year they'll be significantly better. I took the bait. Joke's on me. You know. They fucking lost 20 to 27. And it's just like. Oh my god. The Raiders are so annoyingly bad. Just show your ass. Just show your ass. Show it. Expose yourself. So that way we can all. Go home and just not have to deal with you guys, man. Like, God, why are you so bad? Oh, God. I hate this football team so much. They're so annoying. Oh, my God. But, yes, the, um, the Raiders, shockingly or unshockingly enough, wet the bat again against the team that they should have beaten. Just like they, like, I don't know why I'm so shocked. They have done this the entire season. This is like the only team that I'm just confused, like super confused and like a little bit annoyed with because I'm like, you motherfuckers are playing up against the Jacksonville Jaguars who have been absolutely a mess for like a month. And you guys just shit the bat. It's just like, it's so annoying. So annoying. It's an obviously deficient opponent, and you just lose. You lose. I lose against them. It's so annoying. Oh, my God. They're so fucking stupid. I hate the Raiders so much. So much. Colts at Patriots went about as well as you expected for the Patriots. The, um, the Colts are... I mean, I've been, like, I wasn't sure that they should be tanking. I was super high on Matt Ryan going to the Colts. I thought that it was going to be a great move for the Colts. It is not a great move. It's a terrible move. They lost 26-3 to today. 
Um, not because Matt Stafford was playing, but because Matt Stafford has been pen benched, excuse me, because he played so badly for the majority of the season and they had to put in Sam Ellinger, who I've always said is like a backup quarterback. And boy, did he prove me right. 15 of 29, 103 yards, one interception. He's bad. He's bad. Before we get on to the Packers and the Lions, Chargers at Falcons. I saw it live. Falcons had an opportunity to win the game. Like fourth quarter, final drive that essentially won the game for the Chargers. Chargers won, by the way, 20-17. to 17. Final drive. I think Austin Eckler fumbles. A defensive lineman picks it up. He then fumbles like 20 to 30 yards down the football field. The Chargers then recover. They go back down the football field against the Falcons. But the Falcons, they looked in key position to win the game for the majority of the game until the fourth quarter where they lost it. And it's just like, why? Why do you do this to me? Why? I picked you. They played great against the Panthers last week. Uh, I'm I'm still down on the Chargers, and I still think the um I still think that the Chargers are average to below average, but I think the Falcons are a little bit scrappier. But it's just it's absurd that the Falcons lost today in the way that they did. But I mean, having a weird loss by the Falcons is somewhat predictable, or the Falcons losing weirdly is predictable. After having a huge advantage, gee, I wonder if I've seen that before. Anyways. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Final game we'll talk about here. There's two mid-afternoon games, Seattle versus Cardinals, Rams at Bucks. I'm watching Rams at Bucks. Seattle at Cardinals is going the way of the uh, the Seattle Seahawks, 10-7. Uh, Tampa Bay's beaten the Rams, but only by three. I think Tampa Bay is going to be fine. The Rams are just, it's like, there's just so many times that you can give the football to Cooper cup and, and, um, and just not have him just be like, I'm surprised he's playing. He hurt his ankle last week too, but there's so many times where you can give the ball to Cooper cup and just like, like, like my, sorry, I'm, I'm blanking, but it's like, Cooper can't do everything for you, and they are overly, as soon as I say that, Cooper Cup just caught a seam route and essentially just turned it into a touchdown for the Rams. Okay. <laughs> I'm like... Like, as soon as I said, it's the first touchdown of the game, he's essentially running, like, I don't, I, I, I don't know what 32 is doing. I don't know what coverage Tampa Bay is playing. I mean, I think 22 or 32 or whoever had Cooper Cup, it's 22, thought it was zone coverage, and he just handed him off to the safety, and I don't know if it was. I didn't get, like, a great shot of it, and he just runs by everybody. It's miscommunication by Tampa Bay, and... The Rams absolutely and completely capitalized. And I was about to say, you can't just let Cooper do everything because they handed it to him on one play, and then on the next play, they threw a fucking 60-yard bomb to him for a touchdown. Or technically, he took it, like, the rest of the way. He took it, like, 20... He took it, like, more than halfway, but you know what I mean. It was just, like, it was a very, very... It, it, was, a, it was a pass. It was a play that should have just been shut down. 
And she's like, yeah, you, you should have shut that shit down. You know what I mean? And they didn't. So. Here we are. So. I'm going to talk about the Green Bay Packers for a little bit. Maybe five, ten minutes. And then we'll peace out. So Green Bay. Has been terrible all season long. They've been god awful. They've been terrible. Nobody has been able to to defend the level of play that they have had for the majority of the season because it's been bad. And it came to a head today where they lost against the doormat of their division, the Detroit Lions, who were, if you can believe it, 1-6, who are now 2-6 after beating the Packers 15-9. Packers fall 3-6. Aaron was having a temper tantrum all game long. I thought it was hilarious, to be honest with you. I was like, <laughs> Aaron, like what Aaron uh, was like, was like screaming and yelling, and I was just laughing, sipping my tea. I was like, mm, delicious, delicious. I love it. I want to find his press conference after the game and uh, watch him throw his his uh, his teammates under the bus while this loss was literally all on him. So if you don't know what happened in the game, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Aaron lost against the Detroit Lions, 15-9. The highlights of the game were him throwing three interceptions, two of which in the red zone, all of which essentially at or around the goal line, which he never does. He never throws. Red zone interceptions. He never does that. But he did that three times today. And essentially, uh, everybody was clowning on Aaron. He was 23 of 43, so a little bit over 50%, 291 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. I'll say this. Aaron had some really, really good throws at, like, times. He had, like, maybe two, three good throws, and then he was bad. He was bad. He was terrible today. Especially the final drive. I saw that final drive, um, in the especially in the red zone, where Aaron literally, like, two times on first, and I think maybe third down, he just threw the ball away. And on fourth down, it was just like, yeah, it was in play, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't really anywhere near a guy. It wasn't, like, a ball that, like, like not necessarily in play is the best way to describe it. Or, or not anywhere near. I'm confusing myself. I apologize. He just threw a ball like five to six yards away from a receiver, but it was quote-unquote inbounds, but it was essentially like a throwaway. It's a little bit hard to describe because it was just a weird pass because it was fourth down. It was just like, what? And then Matt LaFleur just refused to run the football whatsoever, but Aaron Jones got hurt. A lot of Packers got hurt by the way, as well. Romeo Dobbs got hurt. Aaron Jones got hurt. David Bakhtiari got hurt. Eric Stokes got hurt. A lot of Packers got hurt today. And it added insult to injury with Aaron, especially when he had to be reliant upon to score points. And he somewhat did score some points here and there. But for the most part, it was kind of shitty watching Aaron Rodgers play, which it's essentially been all year long, except today it came to a head where it was just like, oh my God, a supremely inferior football team 
I don't need, like, Jared Goff isn't even on the level of Aaron. And Aaron played like such a garbage quarterback. So garbage. That he got his ass whooped in front of everybody against the Lions, who are one of the worst teams, categorically speaking. They just fired the defensive coordinator, not defensive coordinator, their defensive backs coach, Aubrey Pleasant, this week. They were just like, yeah, he sucks. Aaron sucks. Not Aaron, excuse me. Um, uh, Aubrey Pleasant isn't very good. And so they fucking, they went out and they fired his ass and then they fucking signed whoever they did to, to get in, um, and be their new defensive, uh, defensive back coach, excuse me. And he's just like, like they won, they won today. The lions, the staple of dysfunction won today by picking Aaron Rodgers off three times. Even though I picked the lions to win, I'm still shocked. I'm shocked at the way that they won. I thought Aaron would play kind of garbage to be honest with you today, but I didn't think it would be like three interceptions, one touchdown. I'm going to complain at every single turn. And Aaron is so exhausting that I haven't even like really covered the whole guys got to get step up and do this and do that. And it's just like, dude, it's been you. It's been you. It's been you. I mean, I've talked about it a little bit where I've been like Dak Prescott wouldn't sell his guys under the bus. Patrick Mahomes, who is obviously more talented than Aaron, uh, Rogers, he doesn't sell his guys under the bus. Josh Allen won't sell his guys under the bus. Or won't throw his guys under the bus, not sell. I apologize. But it's like you have real quarterbacks on real football teams that are like, yeah, like we're not going to do that to our teammates because A, we could, but B, it won't solve anything. And three, it's not really a team player thing to do. It's kind of just a piece of shit kind of thing to do. You know? It's like, I'm the leader. I'm not going to fucking, you know, throw my guys under the bus. Aaron does. Aaron's been doing that for the last two months. And it's just like. Aaron, Aaron didn't get benched, by the way, as badly as he'd played. But like, it's, it's astounding to me that Aaron. Oh, my God. That Aaron played this shit today. And, um. Yeah, that Aaron just played this shit today. There is no and but. It's just like, he played like shit today. And I'm very surprised by it. Even though I knew he wasn't going to win this game, and I knew that it probably wasn't going to be close, but still. Wow. And then, the brutal thought. The brutal, the brutal thought. Coming from this game is that they have to go up against the Dallas Cowboys, who are categorically a better football team, a significantly better football team than the Detroit Lions. And they have to go up against them in Lambeau and get absolutely embarrassed in Lambeau on Sunday next week. I'm very excited as a Cowboy fan. I'm very excited to see that football game. I'm very excited to see Michael Parsons go up against... God knows who is going to be their left tackle. Maybe it's Bakhtiari again. Maybe not. Or Elgin, Elgin, Elgin Jenkins, whatever his name is. I'm very excited for this game. I am very excited against, um, to see Aaron Rodgers play up against the Cowboys in about a week. Very, very excited. But um, mid-afternoon, not mid-afternoon games, excuse me. Early games, pretty interesting, pretty exciting overall. Um, a lot of close games, 
even though this week is a, it's, it's not really a snooze fest when it comes to games, games, there are some interesting matchups, but it's, um, I don't know. I feel like when the Eagles and the Cowboys don't play on Sunday, it's kind of like a meh ho-hum day, you know, cause I feel like these two are the big boy teams, you know, that are probably going to decide the, the conference, like two teams are going to decide the conference. Dallas plays on Sunday next week. Eagles play Monday against the commanders. So I think that's going to be interesting. But um, yeah, next week will be interesting. Next week will be better. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to watch it. We'll come back. Afternoon games. We'll talk about the Cardinals versus Seattle. They're up 10 to 7, about to go into the second half. Rams at Bucks, 7-3. Rams, they just scored the Cooper Cup, Cup, Cooper Cup touchdown. And that's it for today. When it comes to the mid-afternoon games, there's not like four, there's only two. Five weeks. And scheduling. I'm like, you guys can only put on two mid-afternoon games? I would schedule like four every single week. Or I would put two on two different networks. I don't have... I don't have the other game on Fox, so I have it on CBS, but I, I don't have it on Fox. Anyways, this has been 24. I'm peacing out. I'll see you tonight. Sunday night football, Seattle versus Cardinals, Rams at Bucks, and then we also have the Titans versus Chiefs. Peacing out. I'll see you in a couple of hours. 24th podcast.